0: Hey, guys, uh, I want to first thank you for tuning into the show. It's uh, much appreciated. And because you guys are listening to this either on the podcast or tuning into the the live stream or uh, past video, I want to thank you by uh, giving you free 15 minutes of my time to help you grow either your podcast, uh, grow your business, uh, monetize your podcast, anything like that, that you need help with when it comes to podcasting, I want to help you out. So just head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com. I'll gladly speak with you. I have a lot of time available. So you have 15 minute slots. Uh, just choose one and I will see you then. Uh, but enough about... Ladies talking. and gentlemen, Let's, welcome uh, to, to Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. I am, of course, the podcast mogul Phil Better. And today I am honored to have Travis Chappell, a host of a top 25 podcast, Build Your Network, interviewer of multitude high-level guests and actually creator of an amazing website called Guess, Guess, Guessio uh, that helps you connect high-value guests with high-value content creators. Travis, thank you so much for being here.
1: Phil, what's up, man? Thanks so much for having me.
0: Um, Travis, I do need to let you know I'm a little nervous because you are one of my top 10 guests because I have been following your podcast for a while and your content. And I'm looking forward to have a mastermind next week that I'm looking forward to being a part of. So thank you so much again. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate that, Um, Travis. You uh, you you've told on your uh, your podcast over the time that you grew the podcast because you wanted to grow your network and connect with the become a better networker, and you you, you've kind of alluded to that. You don't like the word networker. You like connector. Why why don't you like the word networker?
1: It's just kind of a buzzword. Um, I I personally don't have a huge problem with it. It's just that a lot of other people have a problem with it. And sometimes it's difficult to, uh, you know, change the perception of a particular word when it's been so ingrained in people to think about it in a negative connotation. So, you know, back in like 80s, 90s, this networking style um, uh, kind of culture, I think, put a Put a bad impression on the word for a lot of people uh, in their minds, and so people think of networking as like kind of like a dirty word like it's something that you shouldn't be doing uh, because it sounds spammy and it, it gives people the picture of, I call him networking Ned, the guy that shows up <laughs> to the networking event with the name tag and a thousand hot off the press business cards and uh, walks around you know just barfing out elevator pitches on anybody who'll listen and then before they can say anything. He leaves and goes to the next person and shoves another business card in their face and gives you an extra 12 business cards to pass out to your neighbors. And it's just like, ugh, this person is so slimy and smarmy and gross that I just don't want to network at all. And that's what ends up happening is you have these two groups of people where it's all the networking neds, and then it's all the people that just like hate that so much that they just think networking is a scam and they shouldn't do it. And so uh, I try to, you know, kind of have a little bit of a middle ground there and uh, create my own category of people who are actually really good at quote unquote networking, but essentially networking is just relationship building. And so that's kind of another reason why I try to stay away from it is just like, I don't want you to think about networking any different than you would think about building a relationship with a buddy at a bar. It's the same concept. It's just, it's just happens to be building relationships with people that tend to have similar interests that you have and you're doing it on purpose for the purpose of professional development and continuing to push yourself to be a better version of yourself. Uh, So I, you know, I, I, but to me, the activity should still be the same. It's still about creating relationship. It's still about finding common ground. It's still about making memories, creating experiences, uh, hanging out with people on purpose because you know that it's good for you long-term, uh, in, in different things like that. So I I try to stay away from the word networking, but, uh, mainly because mainly because it already has a negative stigma and I don't want people to think
0: about the two activities as being separate activities. Okay. I like that. I, I like that. Um, I was listening to your the first episode that I could find on Spotify episode 22 with Ivan Messer. And you did a contest to shout to get reviews on your podcast. (laughs) Yeah. You you offered a a, a dollar amount. And um, I want to know, did you do any other tests to see to grow your podcast in the early days or even later on? Because you're over 700 episodes done now. Have you done many tests or is it like sporadic testing here and there?
1: Yeah. Sporadic testing here and there. The, uh, the dollar amount for reviews thing didn't work very well because nobody was listening to my podcast. So (laughs) who was going to listen to that? You know what I mean? Like at the beginning, nobody was paying attention to anything that I put out. So I I could put as many calls to action as I wanted to in there. Nobody's going to do anything. Um, so that didn't work very well, but, uh, over the years, though, I've, I've done a few things that end up working pretty well. The number one thing is being a guest on other podcasts like we're doing right now. Um, other things would be uh, buying ad space on other people's podcasts or buying ad space on podcasting platforms. A lot of it has to do with paid marketing because you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's obviously a lot of free and organic ways to do it. But it's just going to be a really, really long haul to do the free ways, in my opinion.
0: I, I want to touch on the paid advertising on other podcasts, because I had a, a previous guest who runs a D&D podcast who did the same thing. And he saw an increase in his Patreon because he's not going the corporate way. Similarly, you're more of a business podcast, if you will. Um, how has the paid advertising on other podcasts helped you? Like, what kind of ads do you run on the, those podcasts? Yeah, you can buy ads and
1: sponsor spots just like a company does. Uh so you go find identify podcasts that have the audience that you want and uh then you pay them to run ads like 30 second, 60 second, mid-roll, pre-roll ad spots on their shows that is the host reading an ad that says go listen to this person's show. Um, you know, you're going to find similar content or you're going to hear similar interviews. So go over there and check it out type of a thing. Uh, so it's yeah, it's it's very, very uh, simple, straightforward. It's just that you don't know uh, if you're advertising on Google or Facebook or Instagram or some of these other platforms. You just don't know if that person's a podcast listener. You know, you could put up a a message on a billboard, but how many people that are driving by the billboard listen to podcasts? you know, the only way to know for sure that the person that you're reaching listens to podcasts is if you're advertising to them while they're listening to a podcast. So it just,
0: to me, makes sense. Okay. I like that. Um, what, what got you into podcasting? Like, what was it that was like, this is why, like, I want to try podcasting, but what was it?
1: I became an avid listener myself. Um, so I was at a point in my life where I, you know, wouldn't necessarily say rock bottom, but definitely back against the wall type of a moment. Wasn't sure what I was doing with my life. Didn't know what the next steps were going to be. I was just confused and kind of just broken, you know, and uh, dove into trying to figure out what I was going to do. So, you know, I didn't really have any connections in that world or anything. I just opened up Apple podcasts and Listened to one or two, started talking to people about podcasts, started getting recommendations from people and listened to a few shows. And after a while of listening, I was like, man, this seems like it would be a lot of fun. So started one.
0: What, what has been your favorite moment so far in podcasting?
1: Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. I, <laughs> there's so many things that have come out of it. I mean, literally, literally all the good things in my life at this moment have come directly from my podcast in some way Uh, relationships, friendships, uh, business partnerships, uh, money, resources, extra time that I have uh, traveling. uh, So many of those things have been a direct correlation to my podcast that I, I just wouldn't have any of those things in my life had I not started one. So it's really difficult to point back to (laughs) one moment uh, because, because there's so many, there's, there's so, there's so many things that have been, uh, that have been added into my life because I had a podcast. Uh, that that I I don't even know what my life would
0: look like right now, to be honest with you. Okay, that's a, that's a great answer. And you, it feels like you've been asked this question a few times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, definitely that one, and and more so the one about like well, who's your favorite guest? You know, and it's just like there's it's like trying to pick between. Make sure I'll cross, that one,
0: <laughs> cross yeah. that one off. Just cross that off the list. Um, but. Uh, concerning guests and it's not your favorite guest, but what has been like the craziest way you've connected with a guest?
1: There's a couple that come to mind. Um, Grant Cardone was a big one for me at the time because I was a big fan of his. When I first got started, he was one of the first podcasts that I was listening to. And so he was on my list since the beginning and I really wanted to get him on. I just didn't think it was going to be possible for a while. And So when I got that interview, it was after like seven months of trying to reach out and getting other people in his network booked and getting connected to this person who connected me to that person who connected me to this person. And then finally was able to get him to say yes. And so that was a big win for me, um, not even because of the interview itself, but because it told me that this is possible you know, that I had a goal in mind that was seemingly impossible. I had no idea at the time when I set the goal, how I was going to be able to accomplish it, but I took action toward achieving that goal. And I was able to figure it out at some point. And so just that action by itself taught me that like, look, if I can figure this out, I could probably figure it out again in a different context. And that confidence building was extremely helpful in moving from project to project. And another one that I thought was really cool was Molly Bloom, just because I watched her movie and had zero connections to her otherwise and just started reaching out best way I knew how. And uh, it took me seven months of, of like constantly being in touch and messaging. And sometimes she would ignore me and sometimes she would reject me. And uh, but just kind of kept being persistent, adding a little bit of value, trying to be professional. And after like seven months of reaching out, she finally said yes. Um, And now like, if I, you know, she's actually a friend, you know, I text her, she texts me back and we talk occasionally and try to help her out as much as I can. And, and she does some stuff for me. So um, that was one of the ones that ended up being like a really cool ongoing, you know, relationship, not even just a single podcast interview that happened out of something that I, you know, watching the movie, I was just like, this is impossible. How, how in the world am I able to get a hold of this girl? And, you know, don't even know what she looks like. Cause in the movie, you know, it's yeah, Jessica Chastain it. that's playing Molly. It's not her. So I was like, I don't even know what this girl looks like. So I have to Google or try to find these other you know, ways to reach out and then convince her that it's worth coming on my show. At the time, my show was like six months old. Hadn't had anybody, anybody really big. I still had like two, 300 downloads an episode at the time. So it wasn't really any reason for her to even go on the show. And so, uh, that, that was probably another one of the, another one of those big ones that was just like, wow, this is cool that I was able to, you know, again, it was just another deposit in the confidence account because I just, at the t- when I first thought about it, I, I immediately dismissed it when I first thought about it. I was like, I'll be cool to interview her. And I was like, no, that's impossible. And I caught myself saying that and I was like, well, I mean, she's alive, right? (laughs) Like she's got a pulse, you know, her heart beats. So if she uh, is alive and exists, then there's some way to get in touch with her and get a hold of her and then bring her on the show. I just got to figure out what that is, you know, and, and start asking myself the question, you know instead of just assuming things are impossible i now sit there and look at it and if my first instinct is like oh this is impossible i i say okay it's impossible but if it were possible though just you know just as a thought experiment if it were possible what would that look like if it were possible what it would what would it take and starting to come up with like okay i would probably have to figure out A way to initiate the contact is that through a connection that I have. Do I know anybody that she knows or that knows her? Can I go to her Instagram or her Facebook or some of her social and see who she follows and see if I might have a mutual connection with her? Okay, that didn't work out. So what would be a different way to do that? Uh, Maybe I can just directly DM her. You know, you know, like just it was just started to become this kind of game of, of like, yeah, that's impossible. But if it weren't impossible, how would I make it possible? Like, what are the steps that I would need to take in order for this to be possible? And am I willing to put in the work to get there? That's really the the crux of the question, because once you figure out the steps, it's like, okay, well, you know, some people I've, I've figured out the steps and then I'm like, eh, you know, uh, you know, it's not, not worth it to me. You know, this, this, this interview does not matter that much to me for me to put in this much work to get to it. You know what I mean? Or like, ah, that's going to take like seven years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like some, Branding some Warren will, Buffett, seven years right. probably. Right. It's like, yeah, some people, some people you're looking at getting in touch with the rock. It's like, man, the best way to do this is probably to, you know, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Hart and the rock are pretty well connected to each other. And I know Kevin Hart does a lot of corporate speaking and sponsorships and stuff like that. So maybe if I can, you know, get a funded event and then pay Kevin to come on my stage and then get a connection to the rock. From, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so like th- these are thought processes that I've actually had. And then when I look at that, I'm like, okay, that to me right now is currently not worth it for me, um, yeah. but it doesn't mean that it's never going to be worth it for me. And at least at this point, I've kind of at least reverse engineered some of those steps to figure out how to get there so that if I present it with the opportunity at some point in the future, I might be able to actually make that happen. Um, but it's just, you know, it's impossible. Okay, but if it were possible, what would it take? And am I willing to put the work in to get to that point?
0: it's what you just said is exactly how we connected. Cause I was, I, I tweet, I I tagged you in an Instagram post about one of uh, announcing guestio and you said, yeah, sure. And that's how we connected. So it works. Like that's literally how we connected. I got a top 10 dream guest. um But I want to ask who is in your top five guests that you're still looking to get, because you're going to be continuing your podcast, build your network. It now going to be interviews with Travis, yeah. or Travis interviews, correct? Yeah. Travis interviews.
1: Yeah. So uh, a few of the people that I would love to sit down with. I mean, The Rock is one of them. Um, Tim Ferriss is one of them. LeBron James is one of them. Uh, um, uh, I have a whole list somewhere, um, but those are those are three names off the top of my head. Uh, those are uh, Gary some big names. Gary oh. Gary V's been elusive for me, um, so I, I'd like to sit down with him. He was somebody that one of the people that inspired me to start my show. Um, so there, there's a few people off the top of my head. Those are some big names. Shaq. Shaq. Shaq's, a, Shaq's another one. Shaq's like a childhood hero. Uh, he was my favorite basketball player growing up. I had like pictures of him and jerseys, all that stuff hanging in my room growing up.
0: So he'd be a cool one too. Pretty sure if you get Shaq or LeBron, either way, you're going to be able to connect to the other one. Uh, Maybe, I that. hopefully. <laughs> um, I want to, since you use networking and podcasting to grow your network and help others, what is the one tip you can give podcasters to get go after those valued guests, and then we can jump into why you started Guestio because that's that's a way to help uh, podcasters.
1: One tip to get podcasters. The, one tip high... about getting good guests. Yeah. Um, one tip about getting good guests. Probably the biggest needle-moving tip that I could give regardless of who the guest is or what level they're on is exactly what I already said. And I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but it is just true. It's the mindset that matters most because most people won't ever interview the guests that they want to interview because they just don't think it's going to be possible or they don't think that they're worthy of interviewing that guest. And this is kind of what we're going to be going over next week during our challenge Mm -hmm. uh, on the first day or two is just reframing your mind to believe that something is possible. Because if you don't believe that it's possible, you're not going to try at all. If you do believe that it's possible, you're all of a sudden going to start trying some things. Like you'd be surprised how many top level guests I've gotten just by shooting them a DM on Instagram. Like they responded, and then they said yes. I was like, oh, that was way easier (laughs) than I thought it was going to be. You know, and uh, the majority of them don't, right? But like if I reached out to twenty people on Instagram and two of them said yes, it's like wow, that that's cool. Those people just said yes because I reached out to them. And if I didn't believe that it was possible for me to to book them, I would not have reached out to them and I would not have booked them. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say it it all starts in the mind because most people just won't do it because they don't believe that it's possible. Um, So I think it starts with mindset. And then I would say, just take action, start reaching out. You're going to get better at it. Your first couple pitches might suck. You might get rejected a lot. You might get ignored a lot. Um, And you probably will if you're reaching out you know, to high, to the high level of people that you really want to talk to, you're probably going to get rejected. You're probably going to get ignored. In fact, it's guaranteed. I'll tell you right now, it's guaranteed that those things are going to happen, but you know, uh, eventually get a little bit better with the pitching. You start understanding what people want from you. You start being able to add a little bit more value or tailor your pitch to a a person a specific way or figure out this platform works better for you because of X, Y, and Z. Like you are going to learn things along the way. You're going to get better along the way. And then once you, if you reach out to 20, 30 people and one of them says, yes, it's easier to get the second one than it was to get the first one. And then it's easier to get the fifth one than it was the second one. It's easier to get the 15th one than it was to get the fifth one. And it starts kind of being like a snowball. And a lot of those, Um, You know, high-level guests I've had on my show at this point, their teams, media teams, and PR teams have reached out to me, and without me even having to reach out to them, uh, because that snowball starts to pick up, you know, momentum on its own and starts to grow on its own as it rolls down the hill. So you just got to be willing to push it uphill for a while before you can push it over the other side and let it roll
0: down the hill for you. There we go, wisdom. Um, Now, so you created Guestio to help podcasters and content creators connect to those high-valued guests. Where did you come up with the idea?
1: I was scratching my own itch. I, I I was always trying to level up the guests that I was uh, communicating with. And, uh, you know, historically, like I said, at the beginning, it took me like six, seven months to land grant took me seven, eight months to land. Molly it took me nine, 10 months to land Jack Canfield, Uh, it's really difficult to get a hold of these people as it should be. Their time is in demand and they've earned the right to have their time be in demand and make it impossible to get in touch with them. Uh, So you have to get really creative and spend months and months of your time reaching out, being rejected, being ignored, finding gatekeepers, going to backdoor entrances, going to events and conferences, getting, there's so many things that you can do there or you can go to Guestio and you can pay them 300 bucks and interview them tomorrow you know, or next week or whatever. Uh, so to me, it's just like a shaving off of that much time. And when you can save people that much time, uh, I think that's a big win.
0: No, it's true. I, I love guests. You know, There's so many great guests on it. I'm, I am looking at uh, one or two that are currently outside my price range, but with your contest that's coming up next week about getting those credits, why, why don't you just talk about what, what you have planned for the next like it's a five day masterclass, correct?
1: Yeah, so we're doing a five day guest challenge, uh, book your dream guest challenge. Basically, where uh, we're encouraging people to jump in, we're going to do some teaching throughout the week on how to reach out to the high level guests you want to reach out to. But in that, we're also going to be giving away some guestio cash, which is spendable cash inside of the guestio marketplace uh, that will allow you to be able to not just reach out to and have a high chance of booking, but actually get people to say yes and book them on your show through the guest, your marketplace during the challenge next week. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing five full days all about, you know, mindset. Um, and then you, what your reach out message should look like, how to create your podcast or, or show host press kit, uh, to make yourself look uh, more appealing to potential guests you're reaching out to. Uh, and then, uh, it, the exact copy to say in your reach out messages, all that stuff we're going over, you know, for the, for the full week next week looking forward five bookings in five days that's the goal five bookings in five days
0: for sure guaranteed guaranteed it's going to work because it's helped me already just watching some of your videos and listening to your podcast so this masterclass is going to be great uh travis i'm going to jump off screen i'm going to give you the uh last few minutes here to let everybody know where they can find you follow you and get more information about you and your podcast and the mastermind coming up okay sure
1: so, uh, everything that I do, you can find over at Depending on when you look at it, it might be uh, a little bit outdated, but all the social links and email and everything, all that's up to date. Uh, so, uh, so be sure to go check that out, Travischapel.com, C H A P P E L L. Um, and then, if you are interested in Guestio, that's really quick and easy over at guestio.com. Guest, as in be a guest, guestio.com. You can over there create a free account, browse through the marketplace
0: of guests that we have set up over there and uh, start, you know, doing some bookings today. Excellent, Travis. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show today and everybody all in the show notes will be all the links to go. Make sure you can follow Travis and get on to Guest.io. It is an amazing platform and one of my favorite places to find guests. I thank you so much for everybody being here. And Travis, thank you again for being a great guest. And remember everybody to invest in yourself.